Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thanks so much for being with us today. Boy, we are going to have a great conversation ahead. I just want to remind you that you can watch all of our interviews on our YouTube channel, I Work For Him. Just go out there and find I Work The Number For Him. And you can actually have the visual context of what we're talking about in case you're on the audio podcast right now. Hey, we're on location today in Cincinnati, Ohio. Just finished the XL Summit, which was hosted to buy at work on purpose we got chuck proudfit right here next to us in the studio actually around the kitchen table we're at ford taylor's house in cincinnati around his kitchen table we've got mike Burtsmith from c12 oregon and we got chuck proudfit here from at work on purpose chuck today you hosted the xl summit which you've done before right i just right. want to clarify something though is it excel like, is that XL? Is Excel? Or is that what we're supposed large. to say? Oh, there's a leading question. <laughs> so yes and yes. Okay. Excel is in an extra large spiritual impact in the workplace, but also Excel still more in the spirit of the Apostle Paul out of First mm. Thessalonians 4. He's praising the church in that city because they're doing a great job and he's exhorting them to Excel still more. So the spirit of the Excel Summit is every person can have an extra large spiritual spiritual impact, but collectively, we can excel, excel still more for the city. Okay, so, but the conference today was really all about um, the connection of the faith and work movement with the city reaching movement and understanding right. that we're going to start to reach cities by activating marketplace and workplace believers. That's really what we talked about today. Right. Oh, for sure. And a couple backdrops to that, which we talked about in the summit. One of them is that although most people don't realize that only 1% of working Christians globally are employed in local churches or parachurches, 99% of us are employed elsewhere in the private, public, social sector. Therefore, if we really want to be the church at work and we really want to have an impact on cities and in countries, we have to figure out what it looks like to equip and engage that 99%. That's kind of where we started. But the problem, and you're alluding to this, is that the faith at work movement and the city transformation movement are like two rails that are moving in the same direction. They're parallel, but they're disconnected from each other. And so it's like two train tracks running parallel, right. but not connected with the rails underneath. So what happens when you got two movements heading alongside of each other, but they're not connected, somebody goes off the rails. Right. And the transformation train is going to have a really hard time rolling forward. All right. So, Mike Berksmith, you flew in from Oregon today. Yes. In order to, you did the red eye in order to be able to experience this. Why did you come, first of all? What, what was it about the XL Summit that you wanted to see and participate? What, what was it that you were looking to get today? Because I've known Chuck for some time and that nearly 20 years of relationship building in the greater Cincinnati area has been going on with the intent of expanding spiritual impact in the workplace, in education, in government, in all facets, uh, I wanted to see what it was like to experience these people firsthand, their relationships, the quality of their uh, commitment to kingdom advancement. I wanted to see uh, 
what impact they were having on each other. We heard some amazing testimonials about reconciliation, testimonials about making tough and courageous choices at work and taking a stand for the right thing all the time. And uh, we saw a fellowship in the spirit, uh, which is very motivating. And so I wanted to see a model, if you will, of uh, citywide inclusion when it comes to everybody in the marketplace working together. So uh, that was worth the red-eye trip. <laughs> That's so good. I'm sure, Chuck, you love hearing that. It was worth traveling almost all the way across the country today for that. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Mike, was there anything that you heard that kind of surprised you or that really stood out as something that, um, you know, you just want the world to hear? The beauty of this was the number of organizations and individuals who are collaborating. Mm. They are caring for one another. They're building relational bridges. They're being strategic about how they can work together and create synergy. And to me, that is what the body of Christ is for. We are called in Koinonia to uh, play our parts together in unity. And so uh, we saw that evidenced. We also saw some very transparent conversations that had to do with divides in the community of various types. And uh, that transparency is motivating. It helps the rest of us remember we may not have our act together completely when it comes to uh, unity in the body of Christ. What can we do about it personally? And then what can we do about it representing the organizations that we represent? You know, and you said something that just made me think about this is that, you know, not, we're all human and we're not going to do everything perfectly. But if we have built those relationships then we have the opportunity to either call each other out mm -hmm. or then to apologize when we've offended, even when we don't know we have. But um, I think for me, it was taken away the fact that once that relationship is built, you can have those honest conversations. It, you can. The vulnerability is there. And we tend to extend grace to those with whom we've been through things. The more and more we get to know one another. Right. And, I, relationship. and you could see that. Yeah, relationship. Chuck Prophet, you started the day, really the first half of the day. You, you really did, you know, nine I Work For Him shows the first half of the day. You, you, you interviewed a whole bunch of people <laughs> and, shared their, and shared, you helped them share their workplace stories. Mm -hmm. uh, we got to hear from the mayor of Mason, Ohio, a woman who got elected, got backdoored her to be elected the mayor of Mason, Ohio. We got to hear from all different types of people. What was your purpose behind having... All of those different uh, workplace stories. I mean, you had pastors. You had, you had a whole bunch of different people. Somebody from representing education. You had it all. What was your purpose? In the sales world, there's this expression, facts tell, but stories sell. Mm. And what we're really trying to do is to help people see role models for faith active working Christians, working Christians that are truly integrating their faith in their work, not just when it's easy or occasionally, but all the time and even when it's really tough. All of the people that we brought up on stage have stories like that and there's so many more. It's amazing how absent that storytelling generally is for what I'll call the everyday working Christian, mm -hmm. who typically, if they hear inspirational stories that are faith-based, like in their local churches, it'll be missionaries who've gone to a foreign country and they've been living you know, in poverty in some place, and all of that is great. But many of them, in my view, 
are equally on mission in their work every day and nobody's calling this out. Mm -hmm. Nobody's telling those stories. Nobody is celebrating the fact that ordinary working Christians can do extraordinary work for the kingdom. That was the reason for those stories. Well, and you had a veterinarian. And really what they did is we had all these people share their story of how God got involved in the intimate details of their workplace, whether we had a veterinarian clinic. I'm trying to remember all the different ones that you had the veterinarian clinic, you had a ministry, you, you had, had the, the financial mayor, planner who's an insultant. Yes. The insultant and the financial yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be on the show. He's going to get his own show. Yes. I like Jason. Yeah, Listeners he was beware. Good. He's That's coming. Right. Chuck, you, you, know, you invited us here to Cincinnati to experience this merger, this merger between the faith and work movement, which the whole idea between, behind the faith and work movement is to activate Christ-following believers across the country and around the globe to recognize that God loves their work and that their workplace really is their ministry place, their mission field. And in that, they can start impacting their workplace, which if they start impacting companies for Christ, it starts to, an organization for Christ, it starts to impact their communities. But there's a level of intentionality that's needed. And when we come back, I want to talk about that. You're listening to I Work Frame with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back. Let's face it, there's only so much you can accomplish in a day, right? As a busy leader, countless distractions are vying for your time. And making it harder is that these distractions are often important things, but maybe not the best use of your time or passions. You need help living out your God-given purpose. And thankfully, our friends at Belay offer just that. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. With Belay's help, you can delegate to someone who has the skills to execute faster and more efficiently, leaving you to do what only you can do. Fulfill your purpose and be the faithful steward you were called to be. To learn more, just text 4HIM to 55123. Again, that's the number 4HIM to 55123. Hey, we're back on iWork Frame. We're lawn location in we're lawn location in Cincinnati, Ohio. We just experienced the XL Summit with Chuck Proudfit at At Work on Purpose. Check them out online at workonpurpose.org. At workonpurpose.org. They have all kinds of resources that can help you be mobilized in your community. You don't have to be in Cincinnati. You could be anywhere in the country and take advantage of what At Work on Purpose has to offer. Chuck, you brought together the merging of the faith and work movement and the city transformation movement. Why don't you talk about what city transformation is all about? City transformation is all about the church, the whole church, bringing the whole gospel to the whole city. And when we do that, we're, we're fulfilling the Great Commission in a way that is evident to people who are believers and non-believers alike because we're bringing peace and prosperity to the city, uh, even as exiles, spiritually speaking, that we can truly transform an environment. And in doing this, we don't just create a good commission, which is we've done good works that bless the city. We ultimately open the door to share the good news of Christ is the reason for our motivation. And then it becomes a great commission that we can fulfill through our everyday work. Okay. Okay. You said two things. So kingdom and exiles. So exiles, let me just explain that from my perspective. We're exiles in the United States of America because our true home is the kingdom of heaven, which brings in kingdom. What does the kingdom have to do with our workplace? It has 
everything to do with our workplace. For example, if I go to work on Monday morning, my ultimate employer is God. I am employed by God and I am strategically deployed in a certain job. So I may have an earthly employer, but but I am essentially a workplace missionary cleverly disguised as whatever it happens to be like a, a toilet a paper sales guy yeah well a toilet paper sales guy that was a long time ago i know but i'll never forget it that's you have to if you want to hear more about chuck's toilet paper story go back to the previous episodes of i work for him and just search for chuck proud fit all right so this kingdom concept martha that they talked about all day and along today what was it that you pulled away about the kingdom impact when christ followers are mobilized in their workplace what was it that you heard that was encouraging today about taking our faith connected to our work, impacting our cities? Well, I think a couple of things. One of the things that really um, I was reminded of was the whole idea that we are ambassadors. And much like you know we have ambassadors for our country, we are ambassadors for Christ. And that is how we represent the kingdom in everything that we do in our work. And there is no... Um, no job that should be void of that, that God gives us that opportunity to be an ambassador for him in the way we choose the hours that we work, the um, level of excellence that we do in our work, but the way that then this whole idea of helping it to impact our city, I actually think that it was really refreshing to even be thinking about city because I think for a lot of people, we don't feel connected to our cities anymore. You know, there's so much divide that we think, I can't even, what can I do for my city? So just opening the eyes to the idea that we can be a part of helping our city, which through flourishing, then you can show them who Christ is. Um, I think for a lot of people across our country, this is uh, can really renew their hope in our country. Mike Berksmith, before we let you go and bring in Mike Larkin, I, I want to hear from you. As you take this information back, you, you disciple Christian business owners in Oregon. Mm-hmm. How many of those do you have influence over in Oregon? About 25. Okay, so you get 25. And this is under the C12 group. And if you're a business owner and you've not got involved with a C12 group, you should check it out online, c12group.com, c12group.com. Mike, you can pay me for that later. Uh, C12Oregon.com as well. All right. What is it that you're going to take away from today back to Oregon when you take the red eye the other direction? The other direction. Well, the joy of this, of course, is when we influence those influencers who lead companies, uh, they're looking for ways to make a difference for the kingdom of Christ in their midst. And to have a nice example of collaboration, several dimensions of community impact rise to the surface. So part of my work, my opportunity will be to go back and illustrate these things. And of course, Chuck, I'll be looking for a recording and a couple of PowerPoints so I can be specific about this later with uh, the people I influence. But in serving them with vision, with testimonials that are motivating, with outcomes that are inspiring, uh, that's what I'm hoping to do to take back. The other thing is to hold myself accountable to be a local collaborator in my community. Right. Uh, it's not just about C12 or, or any other individual marketplace ministry. It's about the combination of these things and the way together we, we literally multiply our impact 
Yeah, you're a kingdom worker. There's all kinds of people doing discipleship in Oregon. C12 is not the only one, but that's where God has you right now, which is fantastic. We love, I love that. So I, I love that. I want to hear the report when you go back to Oregon and how you transform your city. What's the name of the city in Oregon that you're at? Well, Portland. Portland, you know, okay. The, so when we see Portland on the news for really good things, it's because go. Mike Berksmith has taken back what he learned here in Cincinnati to transform Portland, Oregon. I think you have your work cut out for you. Mm-hmm. Mike Berksmith, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Oh, it's a pleasure. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We'll be right back. We're going to introduce you to Mike Larkin from The Great Awakening Project. Want to build a profitable side hustle that impacts people with truth and healing in themselves and in their leadership? Then look at becoming a certified leadership coach with Giant. Giant has been in the leadership space for over 13 years and has over 500 coaches in over 127 countries. Their coaches are being hired by Fortune 500 companies and organizations like I Work For Him. Martha and I took the Giant Sherpa training under one of these great coaches to become leaders worth following. Giant gives you everything you need to start your own coaching business from scratch, like hands-on training from top-level coaches, access to an all-in-one online platform to run your entire coaching business, and you get to join a thriving community of coaches around the world. To get started, Giant is hosting a coaching business workshop to help you learn how to build a successful coaching business. This workshop is 100% free, and you can reserve your spot by going to giant.tv forward slash iWorkForHim. If you're ready to impact people and get paid to do it, go to giant.tv forward slash I work for him. That's giant.tv forward slash I work for him. Hey, welcome back to I work for him as we're on location in Cincinnati, Ohio. Just finished the XL Summit with At Work On Purpose. Chuck Proudfit, how do you feel about the day? Oh, I feel great. I'm still on, running on adrenaline, but <laughs> okay. well, I, I feel great that it's over and I feel great that it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a couple hundred people in the room with us at, at Grace, was Grace? Grace Chapel. Chapel. So I was going to say Grace Church, Grace Chapel. But how many people did you have online? I don't know exactly, but we had at least 100, and these were people that were from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So I, some of the countries that I heard about, oh, Kenya, England. Uh, Luxembourg. Wow. <laughs> that was an interesting city. I'm like, really? That's actually a country. Isn't Luxembourg well, a country? Oh, Luxembourg country. Luxembourg. Sorry. It's like this. Big. I told you I'm it's running like, on a drug. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, Chuck, when you set out for the agenda for the XL Summit here for atworkonpurpose.org for today, what was your goal? What did you want your 300 to 400 plus attendees to walk away with? The biggest thing was that they would see that the faith at work movement, bringing your everyday faith to your everyday work, is just one half of the equation. That the other half is that collectively as the church at work, we have to be pursuing flourishing in the city where we work and where we live. Not to see those as two dichotomized concepts, but one integrated whole, the church at work in the city. And it goes back to something, Martha, we've said on this show a million times, if not two million times, that because we're followers of Jesus, everybody around us should be benefiting from our faith, whether they believe in Jesus or not. We should be bringing benefit to every one of our neighbors and because all the solutions in our communities are Jesus solutions. And the church, as we're not talking the four walls church, we're talking the greater body of Christ all over the workplaces of a city can bring those solutions. Mike Larkin, you're joining us today from the Great Awakening Project. You, you, you drove in here from Southwest Virginia. Right. Okay. T- what, what were you hoping to hear today and what did you hear today? First of all, it was great being here. 
and uh you know talking with chuck just last week in fact it chuck it happened pretty fast didn't it oh just like spontaneous <laughs> spontaneous yeah. so combustion we're, so we're 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 looking at projects across the nation and models across the nation that that are reproducible that can be replicated and certainly uh, at work on purposes is, is one of those uh models and and uh, chuck's a friend and so we were, we were talking about that. We were talking about how does this launch us into other scenarios, other locations. And uh, I said, hey, I want to I come. When, when is it? He said, well, it's next Friday. <laughs> and so I, I, that was on Tuesday. And so, uh, so move some things around, and here we are. And, uh, so what was, your, Mike, what was your biggest takeaway from today? What was, the, what was the thing that when you heard it from the Lord, you're like, wow, okay. That's it. I I, th- I think one of the things that, that really jumped out at me, and interesting enough, it, the whole day was fantastic, uh, was one of the young men at the very end. And uh, he was from another city and uh, has a ministry and organization there. He's from Dayton, there. Ohio. He's from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his comment was, he says, you know, I need to go down to Cincinnati because what I've got going, they need it down there in Cincinnati. And so he shows up in Cincinnati and he starts meeting people and being introduced to people. And he realizes they've already got it going on here. And so that idea that there's just a lot of great things that are happening with a lot of great people and some great hearts, uh, incredible stories today. And uh, for all of that to come together and you realize, and this is, I'll tell you, this is happening all over the country. And I know there's a lot of talk about a lot of negative and, and I know there's a lot of people that are looking for those rays of hope. And I, I just want to tell you, there's, there's a lot of great things going on. And uh, you sure heard about it today, Chuck. It was such a great job of just pulling all these stories together of the great things that God's doing. And the young man at Dayton, he attested to that. And, uh, and I think he might be inviting you to come on up and help him out up there a little bit too. So, but uh, anyway. You know, and that's one of the things we really want the listeners to hear is that this is not something to just say, this is happening in Cincy and it's going to stay in Cincy. You know, this is, this is something for, um, to really just spark others to think about what's happening in their cities, how you can, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, that is something I'm hungry for in my city, to really see um, the, the church, the work, the everything come together, uh, this is an opportunity to just learn more and to not feel like it's exclusive. But um, God, open-handedly, we're, you, know, you guys are sharing this information with others and inviting them into the conversation. So listeners, be encouraged. And uh, just, you know, I would say at this point, probably reach out at atworkonpurpose.org. So Chuck, you... What I loved about the fact is that what's going on in Cincinnati is that in today's meeting, it wasn't just a bunch of business people. It was people from all different kinds of professions and a whole bunch of pastors of churches and leaders of non- Christian nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. You, had, you had the whole spectrum. You had the mayor of the city in, in there, which was fantastic. What I love about the fact, and, and this was a multicultural event. This was, I mean, I, I would and don't multi-generational. use multi-generational. Right. We had young people, and they, as they called us, old people. Um, <laughs> that was, I noticed that that's what the young people, they Who need to learn. call it old? They called us old. Um, but they, we need to teach them the word chronologically superior, because that's really what it is. We're not old. We're just chronologically superior. But it was also, it also crossed cultural divides. I don't use the word racial, because we're all from the same race. We all 
trace back to Noah and his wife and their three sons and their three wives. So we're all from the same race, yet we have different colors of skin, and that tends to uh, diversify our culture. And in Cincinnati, you have a you have a very diverse culture in Cincinnati. I, I, what did they? What your guy that did the presentation? A hundred different religions right. represented. Mm. But you've got people, red and yellow, black and white, working together to minister to the needs of the community. Chuck, what was the most encouraging thing that you heard today that you reheard again that you're like, that's why I'm doing what I've been doing for the last 18 years? In one word, it would be relationships. That is the Wait, glue. you said one word. You were going to keep going? <laughs> oh, that's okay. right. You're that's one word, relationships. I'm done now. That's okay. the header. Now, okay. we know that Chuck likes to make up words. So I was actually <laughs> waiting for you to make up a to new word. To make up a yeah. word. I noticed you yeah. put business tree up on the screen. Never said it on the, on the platform. Chuck does have that copyrighted. Okay. One word, relationships. What do you mean by that? What I mean is that if we have a kingdom mindset then we should be in relationship with each other as followers of Christ. We've all been adopted into that family, but that's a really hard thing to do. So if I'm a Christian who's Caucasian and over here I'm a Christian who's African-American, when it comes time for church services on the weekend, we have some of the most segregated institutional Mm. activity anywhere in the country, in the church. Why? Uh, Those are the kinds of questions that we deep questions that we have to be asking. But my point is that it's in relationship that we start to ask those kinds of tough questions, do some soul searching and change some behavior. You made a comment that if the city, if the church is really ministering to the needs of the city and the city is going through a transformation based on kingdom principles, that poverty will start to disappear. And that was a powerful statement. I loved that. Mike Larkin, back to you. You got to hear lots of presentations. You heard tons of people speak up on the stage. Your your biggest takeaway as you head back to Virginia and have influence over your city and have influence over the Great Awakening Project, which people on iWorkFrame will hear more and more about that as we head into the fall. What is it that you're going to take away and say, hey, Great Awakening Project, this is what I heard. This is really encouraging. And Southwest Virginia, hey, the city I'm in, they're, they're going to be impacted by that. What, what was it? Well, one of the things that was very apparent was the unified message. You know, it's it's on being on the same page, uh, with the same heart and the same same goals for a city, and and uh, it's that commonality of coming together, being unified. A unified church wouldn't that be something? Mm. Uh, you mentioned the multiple you know religions and denominational lines, and so coming together, common language, working together, being unified. Uh, as a network, uh, a prayer network, collaborative network. So it's really, as going back to Chuck's one word of uh, relationships, uh, I think that's critical. And it reminds me too, as I head back home, of the wonderful relationship that I have and uh, maybe some other ones that I need to, need to be working on. So I think we all have to take that personal responsibility. Martha, any final comments before I've got a big question for Chuck? Oh, um, you know, I just think that Really, the key is to ask the Lord, you know, what is my role in in everything that I'm hearing Mm. and what is my role in my sphere of influence, in my work, in my community, in my neighborhood, in my church? How can I um, be that change maker? There was that one young pastor who said, who gave an assignment to everybody Mm. in 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 the auditorium. What did he say? 
He said to find somebody that looks different than you and start a relationship. Get to know them. Chuck, you guys gave some, the, the one takeaway that I got, you, 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 you have this group called the City Servants here in um, Cincinnati. It's eight or nine people that are working together that represent lots of different sectors of the city. And they had, they had seven bullet points, seven Ps that they're chasing down in order to bring transformation into Cincinnati. What were those seven Ps? <laughs> I hope I can remember all of them. It started with prayer. Mm-hmm. So the idea that this becomes a foundational activity that builds relationship and, and not just with God, but also with each other. And one of the early ones that you know, might raise eyebrows is policing. Uh, because for many people, they'd say, well, where did that come from? But in the context of racial reconciliation and, and trying to deal with race issues in a city, that's a, a big deal. So what can we do on the, the side of policing? And it's also uh, prison and how that's handled, policies and how those are handled, um, pedagogy as in how do we teach people partnering <laughs> so that's, we use simple terms like mentoring and discipleship but well but it has, it has, to, has to start with so pedagogy <laughs> look that one up they don't even use that word anymore it's he pulled that memorable. from the 1796 webster's dictionary okay wait a so i want to write this so, and, no and no we, partnering okay so we did prayer yeah policing. okay and then policing and then prison prison and policies that go with that and policies Okay, and then poverty was one, wasn't it? Poverty was one. Okay. What, what, what about poverty? What are we going to do with poverty? Well, what we want to do is eradicate it. Mm. But in order to eradicate it, if you're looking for a deep change in poverty, then you have to understand the root causes of poverty. And so that's the spirit of that idea is like what's at the root of poverty. And typically it's, it's systemic. So there's, sometimes it's choices individuals make and sometimes it's constraints that are systematically built into our right. society. All right. So prayer, policy, prisons, or policing, prison, Policies, poverty, pedagogy, which is a new word for almost everybody on on I work for him. What was the last? What was the seventh? Partnering, partnering, oh, collaboration in the kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, Cincinnati, Ohio is an example for all of us across the country. If you want to figure out how to start a city transformation movement involving the faith and work movement within your city, and God is raising up workplace believers across the country, right here in Cincinnati, they can give you lots of hints and 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 ways to get going you can actually get connected at work on purpose you have all the uh, uh, ecclesia uh, ecclesia ecclesia accelerator ecclesia accelerator uh and what was the other thing that they could get connected to the something network um your the global leadership network no not that one the other one that was wow, made I, to flourish there, there's no, so flourish. much but i thought you guys had a network you have a network thing oh net networks net. embracing transformation networks embracing transformation so many things going on here in cincinnati you really just need to check it all out talk to chuck proudfit at work on purpose.org mike larkin chuck proudfit thanks for being here thank on you. i work for him thank you you've been listening to i work for him with your host jim and martha brangenberg we're christ followers our workplace it's our mission field but ultimately I work for him. Did you know that God has a calling on your life? It's true. He's called you to bring Jesus to the world. For some, that may look like a pulpit or a foreign mission field. But for most of us, it looks like a construction site, a cubicle, a hospital, or a classroom. Wherever it is that you work, live, volunteer, and invest, that is your mission field. To learn more about integrating your faith into your work and retirement, check out our books. 
I work for him, she works for him, and I retire for him by going to iworkforhim.com slash bookstore. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number 4him.com